Hi, my name is Steven. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. 3Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello. Today is part two of a two-part series yeah. on... Um, starting your ABA company. So today, uh, we are going to talk about how not to get stuck when getting started. So in our last episode, we talked about whether to start an ABA practice or not. So assuming you've decided, yes, I do (laughs) want to start an ABA practice, or at least I want to look into it a little further and see what the first steps may be. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, you know, there's so much overwhelm. There are so many things. Um, even, you know, once you have, you know, purchased, like if you purchased uh, curiosity-based management, like handbooks. The and membership and stuff. Membership, yeah. yeah. And then the three five squared handbooks and all of that. Um, there, Stephen has like an essential list and um, it has all the things. But I can imagine because I've been it. there. And I didn't have that list. Right. But even with that list, um, you know, we were looking at it today uh, or in, in preparation for today to see, okay, well, where where would be the first, you know, where would you start? Like, what are the first three things? Like, how do we prioritize this? Like, forget about this big, huge list of all the things. Forget about taking all the hours of courses. Yes, we need that. But sometimes we get stuck in mm-hmm. that, like, okay, well, I have to wait until I do this thing or I have to get this thing done first or, okay, well, let me start a website first, you know, like, and so today, today um, is kind of like a, a coaching, I guess, to help to decrease the amount of overwhelm and not getting, what is the paralysis, right? Yeah. Like, because it can be like, you know, or focusing on, maybe not the important things, but you're getting stuff done, but you're still not really getting the most important things done to get started. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. So, okay. What is the number one first thing that you should do when you start an ABA practice? So the first thing you have to do is come up with your name. So getting your name means that then you can kind of move forward. So you do, you do need to get your, your name. Um, uh, I recommend that you uh, don't use puzzle pieces anymore, right? Like, it's not uh, therapy full of puzzles or things like that, right? Like, it's it let's come up with a unique, positive name. Um, that that would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. You want it to be short, um, and then once you come up with that name, like you're kind of doing both of these things at the same time. So you you're on. GoDaddy or some other domain site, whichever one you want. There are plenty of them. Namecheap is typically what I use now because it's a little bit cheaper. Um, but you'll, you, as you're creating your name, you're then searching, okay, is this website name available, right? Because you, 
you definitely want to get the .com version of it. So as, if you possibly can, I highly recommend that. So try to get try to get your name a unique name, positive, like I said, short, and then um, find the URL that goes with it. So that would be the first step. Okay, so you need to make sure because you don't want to get too far in the process with this. Like you found like the perfect name, you love it, and you start doing things, planning, maybe even start filling out paperwork. Right. But unless you have that like name certified or right, so then the next step again, you're kind of doing all of this at the same time, right? Like so, it's get the name and then get the URL and then get the LLC or PLLC, depending on the state you're in. So you can't just name your company something? I mean, you could. You, you could. So you could say you're doing business. So let's say you go and you, you have the perfect name and somebody else is using it. Now, now, you may get into some trouble if somebody else in your state is using that exact name. And so doing business as this exact name may not go over again. We're not attorneys, uh, so talk to an attorney. Um, but yeah, that is a possibility where you could say maybe you can't get, let's say, it's uh, I, I don't I'm 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 gonna use curiosity ABA therapy because that's all I can come up with right now. Okay, so let's say you you find the perfect name, curiosity ABA therapy. So you go to uh, the domain site and the website is available. And then you go and you try to get your your state LLC, and then oh oh no, it's taken. So you have to go Curiosity ABA Therapy of Delaware. And so now you're doing business as Curiosity ABA Therapy, and you're dropping the Delaware mm. in your on your website mm -hmm. or on your paperwork. Now again, you're going to have to let everybody know that you're doing business as. Sounds but complicated. That's, I mean, it's not. Many people do it, yeah. but you just have to let everyone know that we're calling ourselves Curiosity ABA Therapy, but our real corporation name or our company name is Curiosity ABA, ABA Therapy of Delaware. Okay. Right? Does that okay. make sense? Yep. Cal Medical Billing is comprised of experienced medical billers and coders who specialize in ABA billing. Founded by a team of professionals who have worked as staff billers for multiple agencies, CalMed strives to provide a level of service and communication that feels like your own in-house team, without the costs and worries that come with having employees. They offer billing and credentialing services with no term contracts and have served ABA clients across multiple states for nearly a decade. Call 213-277-7999 or visit their website at www.calmedbilling.org to set up a free consultation. But what I'm saying is you just, you can't just put a name on there. You have to get it like licensed. Correct. Or, like, Correct. You have to do, you have to fill out yes, paperwork. You have, you have to fill to out paperwork. Yes. Register with the government. You, you have, have to register to... with your state. Yes. Mm -hmm. And again, depending on the state, you may have to get a professional liability corporation or just a regular liability corporation, limited liability corporation. Mm. So that that is going to depend on the state. And I get asked that all the time. Well, my state is blah, blah, blah. What do I need? Talk to your accountant. Your accountant is going to know this information. You need an accountant. Highly recommend getting an accountant. So that can be his or her first task is helping you 
Uh, now, if you want to fill out the LLC, it's not super difficult, um, but at least get that information. What am I signing up for? Like, what do I need to register as a PLLC or a or um, an LLC? All right. So then you would just go make a website, right? No. So okay. So the like I would the 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 when I'm talking to someone when they're first wanting to start like. The only thing that I'm thinking about is how quickly can we get you credentialed? How quickly can we submit the the applications to the funders that you want to work with? That's it. That's all we're but, doing. But making a logo and a website, that's fun. <laughs> it is fun, fun, but it takes a lot of time. So like, even if you get a really good web designer and you're going to pay, I don't know, like $5,000, let's say, um, it's going to take them a month maybe right to get it perfect the way that exactly how you want it a logo at the best of times is going to take probably a week even if you get someone like fiverr 99 design to do it right so now we've added six weeks and we still haven't started the credentialing process mm -hmm. so the credentialing process can take anywhere from three to nine months so like we have to submit those things right away that's the so, first thing that you're doing you're saying we need a name yep and then like a domain yep because you don't want to go too far right because you don't want to lose that domain that's not like take that's that could get taken. yeah so this is an issue that happens occasionally uh i i one of our customers actually it happened to where they picked their name and then they went on to the domain site and they were like oh they found the website and then I don't know how it works exactly, but somebody then purchased that domain mm -hmm. because he didn't get it quick enough. Mm -hmm. And so then they wanted to sell it back to him because mm. they were holding on to it. Mm -hmm. So that I don't, I there's a term for that. I can't remember the term of it, but essentially they're holding the website hostage. So I would recommend that as soon as you have the name, go ahead and get the URL because it's like $2 for the year or something like oh, that. Okay. It's ridiculously so cheap. That up. And so even if the LLC doesn't, like it, it turns out that the, you can't get this name because the LLC, they say, you know, you go to your state and it's taken, then go get another $2 URL, right? Okay. Instead of somebody grabbing that thing and then asking for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would just grab it right away. So once you've done that, once you have your mm -hmm. name, your URL, your you've created your LLC or PLLC, mm -hmm. um, and then you got your EIN, your yeah, tax, your tax ID. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then at that point, then you yeah. Start and so then out. you have to figure out like, do you want to be an S corp or partnership? Again, accountant will take care of that for you. Answer those questions. But then yes, you basically are going to start the credentialing process at that point. So, um, so how do you decide who to credential, like who to start the credentialing process with? Yeah. So the normal pro like what my recommendations are is a, Google is a wonderful thing. So you're going to do a Google search for developmental pediatricians. Um, you'll do a Google search for, uh, what is it? Developmental psychologist. So anyone mm -hmm. that can diagnose children with autism you're going to want to find those people in your area and then look at their website. And then they will typically have the funders that they work with on there. That they're a network with? Yes. Or, yeah. So they may work with them at a network, yeah. right? Like, I don't know, but they should list the funders that they work with at least. And so that's a really good starting point because if they're in network or they're working out of network with them, then you probably also want to be working 
with those funders. Or I'm assuming like if, if you have a large company in your area that employs a lot of people, you could do some research and find out what insurance they offer their employees yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, yeah. So basically you're just trying to find out what insurances are in your area because Correct. like, let's say um, insurance A is um, just the top of it. You're just going through the list and you start um, your paperwork for credentialing for insurance A and you're getting getting through it. And then you find out that, oh, no one in our area takes insurance A. Right. Um, and so you've wasted that time. So you want to look and see like the best that you can who's in your area. Yeah, I mean, two good examples of this. One was with our practice was we worked with Microsoft Blue Cross Blue Shield, right? Uh, I think it's Primera. So like because Microsoft was close to our company, right, in the, in the area. Right. But if you were 20 miles west, you wouldn't even consider them because you right. wouldn't have any clients, right? right? Like no one lives there that's going to drive to Microsoft. Well, and once we had our first client through that, then we, they, they like their, I guess like their HR department or their whoever covers right. like their services mm -hmm. for their employees. Um, we actually over the years ended up working with quite a, quite few, a few kids yeah. from whose parents worked with that company, um, and it was kind of a word of mouth through the company, mm -hmm. but then also like the, the, I guess the HR rep, the person who helped them pick out their insurance plans too, right. because you know, there's all those right. tricky pieces about mm -hmm. that. So, okay, so you find, so you find insurances in your area mm -hmm. and, and then, then you start like, the credentialing process. Yeah. So how do you start the credentialing process? Well, another, just the other example on that is like, if there's a military base yeah. in your area, yeah. right? You might want to go with TRICARE, yeah. right? Like, so th those are kind of really good examples of mm -hmm. like, oh, should I get a network with these or not, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're right. Don't just like, oh, I, I know this one. I, like the popular ones are always going to be Aetna and Cigna and Optum. That may not necessarily be true, right? And so it's going to depend on the area that you're in. And so um, you really want to focus on those. The the other other thing that I do recommend when you're credentialing is that you diversify your funders. Um, it's really important. I, I recommend three to four at minimum. Um, and the reason why is because number one, you want to rate negotiate. And so having more contracts, even if you don't sign them, will give you more knowledge so that you can kind of play them off of each other. Um, so that, that, and then you get an idea of what the rates are going in your area. So that's a really good idea anyway, but there's always going to be a funder that is on the hate list. Right. And so whether they're denying claims or they've changed it up where there's now modifiers or something's going on with authorizations, who knows what it is, but there's always going to be one or two funders that are slower to pay at times. And if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, then you're not making payroll, right? You're not paying your bills because claims are not processing in four weeks anymore. It's taking eight weeks or it's taking 12 weeks. So yeah. Yeah, well, and once you start the credentialing process with everybody, because you can somewhat do them all simultaneously, and then yes. that way, you know, maybe one comes through quicker, Correct. you know, because they're going to all take different Correct. different lengths of time to get yes. through. So, okay, so what do you do? Like, how do you know what's your first step for credentialing? So you've picked your four insurance companies mm -hmm. that you're going with. Of course, they're all going to be different. Yep. And in your area, they may even be different within the same umbrella company. Mm -hmm. But um, like, what's your first step? What do you do? Again, Google, 
So the what I recommend doing, because we help with credentialing, right? Like that's one of the things that we we help with, but I don't do it for you, right? Like I, I hate credentialing, it's the worst. So, but it, it's like really, consultant, yeah, like so we guide people process, through it, yeah. right? And this is what, I, like, this is part of the guide is like, okay, do a Google search, right? So we picked our funders based on what we just talked about. And so now it's Google, okay, funder in my state, ABA in network application. And 95% of the time that will be at the top of your list, right? And so then you just click on the link and then you fill out the form or you download the PDF and then you email it or fax it or whatever, mail it, whatever they decide. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield now I think is uh, in every state is through Availity. So you'll have to sign up for Availity with Blue Cross Blue Shield and then submit your application online that way. So it just it's going to depend on the funder, uh, but then you're you're going to submit it. Um, and and then. Uh, so so OK, so when you're filling out these applications, uh-huh. it's going to ask you for like your address. Mm-hmm. It's going to ask for email, a phone number. Yep. But you haven't made these things for your business yet because you've hopped on really quick to do credentialing. So. Yep. Um, because like starting an email itself is like a whole thing that could waste a few weeks. So yep. what what information do you put on this form on these forms? So, yeah, you would just put in a, a regular your Gmail or your. So they don't have to be HIPAA compliant yet. Not not at this point. No, I mean, like this is the thing, right? So like if you like getting professional email as soon as you can is a really good idea, obviously. Um, it can be costly. It, it can be right and, and it can be time consuming too so like let's say you're wanting to go with google or you're wanting to go with microsoft uh because they have all the things right so they've got spreadsheets and they've got word documents and all that stuff right uh calendars blah 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 everything is in there right and so you just have this one system everything set up um but you have to set those up right so you have to set them up in a compliant manner that takes time. Either you're reading the white paper and figuring it out on your own, or you're hiring someone to do it. Again, this is going to take some time. So if you just want like to get your email, just again, temporarily, right? right? You could go to inguard.com. We actually have a discount with them. Um, you could go to, I'm trying to think there's, uh, there's another one that's super cheap. I can't remember what it is, but it's like, again, three or $4 for one user, you they'll set it all up for you, right? So all you have to do is just pay them and then give them your URL and they set everything up and then you have professional email. At Element RCM, our vision is a childhood for every child. And our mission is to strengthen all who improve the lives of children. How do we do that? Through our billing and insurance expertise that we've gained with our founding team's 20 plus years of expertise in the ABA field. We have a singular value proposition to improve your cash collection rate and velocity. We understand you because we've lived it. It's hard to battle with insurance companies. At Element, we work with all size providers from single BCBA startups to multi-state large organizations. What's our advantage? We're a billing and insurance company built by ABA owners for ABA owners. Make more money, gain more time, worry less. We help you with your core ABA business so you can do what you love. Find us online at www.elementrcm.ai. And then maybe you're doing that for a few months 
and then you transfer it over to Google or the whatever, you know, kind of system that you eventually go to. So that is doable. But like if if you're saying, well, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to wait until the Microsoft environment is done. And that's going to take me a few weeks. I don't recommend that. I, I would I would rather you fill out the application with a Gmail email um, than wait the three weeks to to get the professional thing done. Because what happens some of the all the time is then then you realize, oh, there's this other thing that I also need to do. Right. And then, oh, well, we need to get that, too. And then we need to get that thing, too. And then three weeks turns into eight weeks. It turns into 12 weeks. And then you still haven't submitted your applications. And now we could maybe in 12 weeks, we could have our first contract. And now we're waiting for other things instead of it. So same with phone, right? Again, you can get super cheap, right? Phone systems that are HIPAA compliant. Um, but it's not set up in Google yet, or it's not set up in 365 yet. Just go ahead again, buy it, spend the $10, $15 it costs a month, and then transfer it over eventually, right? You can port phone numbers easily now. So uh, that that would be my recommendation. But the pro, like the, my only concern is that you get stuck in those things and I don't want you to get stuck. So like, because once the, again, the credentialing process takes three to nine months, sometimes it can take longer. Like we were talking to someone yesterday, right? And, and it had been a year and then they drop the drop the thing. And now they got to start over again. So like, um, yeah, like we don't want to waste time on this piece of it. It's just so important. Um, the other thing about the credentialing process, like there's so many things, right? And it's really hard to just say, Okay, do these five things and everything will be good. Um, but some of the um, funders also require a fax number. So before you can submit your application, you'll need a fax number. Um, and you have to update your CAQH, right? Because you, that has to have your new company information in it. Mm. And it has to have your updated professional liability insurance. Because if there's a mismatch between the CAQH and your application, then they're going to deny it. So those are a couple of things that you would need to put on your on your list. Yeah. Like yeah. Of, so doing your CAQH yep. and and figuring out. And sometimes your, sometimes it's getting your CAQH. <laughs> right. right? That, well, that's what I'm saying. People might not even know about CAQH, mm -hmm. right? So you you get your CAQH, and then you have you get your professional liability insurance um, as you're filling out these forms to start credentialing but you Correct. can go ahead like once you have your name uh your llc your tax id you can start you can print off the forms or save them on your computer however no, you could even submit them that day just make sure that you like in the next few days update your caq nobody's gonna look at those right, right, right. so you probably have like five days right so in that window after you've submitted your applications then go ahead, update your CAQH, you know, reach out to a professional liability mm -hmm. insurance and then get get your company yeah. stuff and then update your CAQH and then you're, you're good. Right. So I like this because it's like it gives you these like natural deadlines within mm -hmm. the process, um, especially like as you're I mean, because most of most everyone who's starting a business they're working their other job Correct. or they they 
maybe they're not and they have a limited amount of time to get this new company up and going while they're working off of living off of savings yes. or whatever situation they're in. Um, or, you know, maybe they have a couple of people who are interested in working with them, but they're on a timeline to get them get going so they can hire these people before they get taken by somebody else. Yep. There's all these pieces that, and that's where Happens a lot all of, the time. That's where the overwhelm and the stress yes. and the, okay, well, I'm just going to make a pretty logo, a website, yes. and we'll get to this, you know? And, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, Stephen walks like yeah, customers through with consulting yeah. is like walking through this process. Um, and, and then, you know, part of, part of that too is like, why, you know, why am I, why am I stuck in this part, right? Like maybe there's more to it um, too, so. And I mean, credentialing can be very overwhelming, right? These forms are, they're not super intuitive sometimes, right? The website can be finicky and um, some of the questions are weird questions. And, and, and then like when you get to the point where you're like, well, which plans do I wanna be in? Do I wanna be in HMO or PPO or do yeah. I wanna be in, medicaid plus or like well, i don't know which plans to pick right? right and so like it can get very overwhelming and then the, the idea is well i'm just going to get some other person to do this for me because i don't want to do it um i do not recommend that right and that's why we have gone the way we went with with credentialing we'll guide you through the process because it's super important you know how to do this uh it's very it's it can of all the things that you could save some money on, this would be the one. So like, you know, when you go with a biller, they're probably gonna charge you anywhere from 250 to 500 per funder. So if you're getting a network with five funders, that's $2,500. And so then you hire another BCBA, that's another $2,500. So if you know the process and you, you, okay, I have the website for Aetna, I know how to submit it on Availity for Blue Cross Blue Shield, I have the form print, like PDF version of the form that I can fax into this other funder. Mm -hmm. And then when you hire that BCBA, you know, as soon as the offer letter is signed, you, you send them all that information so that they can fill everything out. Right. right. And then and then it's done. Um, and then you're not paying twenty five hundred dollars or whatever it is um, to get them in network. Right. Right. So and then the other reasons why I highly recommend it, like even the the financial piece of it at the start may be a good reason why you you want to do it but also like i get like so many people come to me where they're like i i signed this contract but my the people that helped me credential didn't give me my rates don't do that um or they didn't give me my network manager or um they signed me up as a uh, sole provider when i wanted to be a group um like it's just so important that if you do go with a biller and we will be working with some billers here shortly, uh, make sure that they're highly recommended billers. And then when you talk to them that like for the credentialing process, you say, I want to be involved in every single step of the process. This isn't a secret recipe. This isn't some like thing where they go off in the corner and they do their thing. No, you are involved in it 100%. Now they may be submitting the forms and all that stuff for you, um, but you get your network rep, you get your provider manual, you get your rates before you sign the contract, right? Uh, and and you like that's so important. Uh, and then the rate negotiation part of it as well is really important. 
Like even if the funders say no, you can't do it for a year, um, you you want to at least try the right negotiation process. And again, if you don't have your rights when you sign the contract, or you don't have your network rep, uh, then you're stuck and then you have to figure it out on your own. Well, what are my rights and who is my network rep and how do I find this information out? So if you're doing the credentialing process yourself, then you have all this information, right? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's really important to understand that. I mean, when we started, I did, I like, I was focused on all the clinical stuff and Steven took over that whole piece that's how he has learned what he knows right. now the hard way but um even though he was doing it and he would share information with me and like ask me questions like i just let him take over that part and i really wasn't a part of it and that's one of the things like looking back that i would have done differently um is i would have been more involved in that process and learned um all the parts and pieces to it to understand um especially as things grew and like and changed over the years mm -hmm. and you know steven stepped over to you know this. to do three pi squared versus like you know and and so we had staff that were then doing our billing but then and you know wonderful staff but like at the same time they would come to me for questions right. and you know as a business owner that's a very important thing to need to yeah, know how answer. to do right yeah. to be able to learn and so i've learned more on this end of it um for that piece then than i did when i was like in the middle of it which i think is okay for you not to have to be the one doing it and like we talk about delegating and mm -hmm. i think that's perfectly fine to delegate yeah. or to to hire a company but you just need to understand especially in the beginning the steps and to get a general knowledge of it and to have your hand in like you said the rates and all yeah. of that especially yeah. right <laughs> Wanted to partner with Erica's billing services maximize their reimbursements while increasing overall profitability. Our team of experts is experienced in all areas of ABA billing and can help your office whether you're an existing practice or a new startup. We bill claims to the insurance company for services of ABA, speech therapy, and occupational therapy. We submit authorization for initial assessments, ongoing treatment, and routine visits. We like to help ease this burden on providers by offering benefit checks. We call to follow up on claims that are not paid, denied, or stuck in processing after 30 days to make sure these claims are worked until they are paid. We provide account receivable reports to help show providers exactly where their financials and claims stand each month. Find out more at ericasbillingservices.com. Because, I mean, you need the rates, right? Like, you need the rates so you can do your budget, right? So we've submitted our applications, right? And now we're going through a credentialing process. And then the next steps, well, okay, well, what do we do now? Now we do all the things, right? right. All the things that a normal business would have done, we're going to start doing now. So we're getting our operations agreement. We're getting our handbooks in place. We're, right, like all of that stuff, our website, right? Like all of that stuff is now being taken care of because... The, again, the first thing is like the only thing, right? You just have to have a, like a one track mind right. is get those applications in. Yes. And so then it's a waiting game. And yes. so then you have things to do um, yeah. to work on that. And you know what? If you get the, the application in and you know, like you become a network before you're ready to actually start business, like that's okay. That's okay. It's okay if you have a little lag. Yeah. Now there is the one insurance that request 
Well, there are multiple. I think if you're talking are, about audit. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. Like, And yeah. so, you know, and that's another question that I know that you get a lot is, um, well, what about that? Like, what if they come to me for that information before I'm ready to give it? Right. And so like this, again, is where we'll we coach people. Right. So like, OK, which funders are you going to network with? And then we give we give that advance notice. OK, well, these funders typically do in network audits. Right. But again, the process is the same. You submit your applications and then you start on policies, procedures, get right. the employee handbook, your client handbook, your company policies, HIPAA compliance. Right. Maybe a supervisor handbook, right? Because like, most of those, they, they don't have to be, they just have to be a start. Correct. They have to, and that's another thing, um, especially for like us type A perfectionistic, like control of everything kind of people. Like, <laughs> that, I don't know anyone like that. That can slow the whole process down. Yes. Is like, if we're like, okay, well, I've got these handbooks. I've got this thing. I've got this other. Now I have to make each one perfect. Yes. Or I have to decide how I'm going to, like, if you were to buy Stevens like templates, right? Like, okay, well, this is what this is, but is that how I want to do my cancellation policy? I need to build my cancellation. You don't have to do all of that yet. Like all of that can come as you build the as business yep. and as you learn and as you figure out what's best for you. Yes. But to, to get credentialed, like to, to go through this process, you have to have like your 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 minimum right? right and then you can build it and you can perfect it and yeah. that's what you know growing that's what that's what growing a company is i mean because you could even feel like it's like perfect and then you know within the you first year of operation yeah. you're like oh okay well this didn't quite go like i thought like yeah. if, you know i i just say that like just to encourage um those of you to not get stuck on those pieces to really just focus on getting what needs to be done and like especially at this level like c work is okay you mm. know like and i know you hate when i say that but like it is like c level work is okay and then you can work on it and you can edit it and you can revise it and until you have your your a plus or then some things may just stay c work for a while because they're not as important um and so you know just really being able to balance that and to you know manager manage your time as you're working through this project because it's, it's it's huge it's it's a huge project it's, with multiple there's a lot, steps there's a lot of things um, at the same time that, yeah. that are going on right? right there's a lot of pieces involved and you know like 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 so this is a scenario that i i don't wish you uh listening watching get yeah. into uh but like uh i i do get this quite regularly um like oh steven uh i just found out i need to do an in-network audit they gave me a week well, I should say, they gave us two weeks to submit the policies and procedures and the evidence and all that stuff. Uh, and that was seven days ago. <laughs> and so what what do I what do I get from you so that I can do this? Right. And so there are people. Right. I, it's happened quite a few times where they're doing a crash course. Right. And they're doing it over the weekend and they get all of the and they pass them. Right. Mm -hmm. I do not recommend that. Right. So it's like, OK, I, I've submitted my applications. I know I'm going to get an in-network audit. So I'm going to do this right now um, while I'm waiting for this application to go through, which could take 30 to 60 days. Uh, and so then I'll have everything ready so that when the auditor emails me um, and then there are some auditors that come to your physical location, uh, regardless if you're in home and your office is your home, uh, they may still want to come to your in-home office um, 
And then, you know, if you do move into a clinic, they're going to want to see your clinic as well. So that that's just a piece of it. Right. So, um, yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. You, you don't have to have, you don't have to get stuck in that stuff either. And like make your whole entire like home office, the perfect right, thing. Right. right like right, it doesn't right. even have, it can yeah. be a desk with a locked door, you know, like yes. behind a lock, you know, so, yes. so those, those pieces too. So, so yeah. So, you know, that's, that's really what we have for today. So just that reminder to focus on the credentialing process, getting those few pieces, your name and, and tax ID and LLC, 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 that, LLC. that stuff first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as you get going on the, um, get started on the applications, then you can start working on the, get your, um, liability insurance and your CAQH. Um, okay. and then as mm-hmm. you, you know, once you've submitted these things, um, the, the applications and whatnot, um, you know, because it, it's even going through the application process to, you know, there are going to be questions that you have. There are going to be some research, some learning mm-hmm. that you have to do along the way, because it's not as simple as, oh, I'm going to sit down and fill this out in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and then there's one thing that I failed to mention mm-hmm. in this is that you're also going to need a group NPI number. So that, that, oh, would, you know, that's really so, important. Yeah. So yes, you're going to get your name, your LLC, your tax ID, your group NPI number, uh, then again, depending on the funder, um, you're going to need, you may need a fax number, right? Um, and then you're going to update your CAQH with your new professional liability insurance. Um, and, and then we want to submit the applications again. You could so you could get your professional liability insurance and update your CAQH after submitting the applications, but like you just got to remember that you need to do this really quickly after the fact. So like within five business days, I wouldn't push it any further than that. Uh, because again, if they see the application and they look at your CAQH is not updated, then they're just going to flat out reject it. Right. Right. So, yeah. And then like that rejection process could take three, four Longer. or five weeks, right. Before you actually get the letter notifying you that right. you've been rejected or denied. And then you got to start over again. So um, I've seen people mm-hmm. that fail to update their CAQH. They find out like three, four months later that their application was denied. And then now we've lost four months. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. I, I did, like that's the only piece that like like it's just so important. I, I just you can lose so much time on these applications. Yeah. And so I would hate for you to lose that time again, especially if you're in a situation where you're working full time at a place that you don't really want to be at for whatever reason, or you moved for whatever reason. And you're like, you're making the decision of, do I get an, do I go with a new company or do I start my own thing? Right. And how long, how, how, how much of a savings do I have and how long can I hold on without income? Or like you said, there are, are people that want to come with me. I know these great RBTs or these great BCBAs that want to come and we want to join this mm-hmm. company, but they can't work for nothing. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. Like how long can they wait? Yeah. Right. And so um, losing that time on credentialing can really be yep. super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you don't want to get stuck yes. um, in the process of getting started. So just focus on those main points um that the steven mentioned and yeah if you need any help reach out to us we're here um but yeah good luck to you guys as you're getting started uh the aba business leaders membership with the 33 ceus 
does walk you through all of these pieces, right? We talk to accountants, we talk to attorneys, we walk you through the LLC process and the EIN process and the NPI type one and two and the CAQH and all that stuff. So that's all there ready for you. How you pick funders, how you find your rates, all of that stuff, you know, we walk you through. And like April said, we have a readiness questionnaire in each section that is just kind of a guide to say, okay, did you take care of these things before moving on to the next? Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, that can be very helpful as well. So yeah, uh, we're here if you need help, sign up for a free consult um, and uh, hopefully this is helpful. Have a wonderful uh, day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com.